You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Terrific Football Tuesday edition of the show rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Thanks to everyone watching us right now on Stadium. We'll be on Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And uh, done a lot of basketball on the show so far. Uh, We're going to dedicate this hour primarily to the National Football League. Uh, We still have to finish our handicap at Week 13. We'll have a conversation about the Niners and Eagles. Maybe uh, an NFC Championship game preview and a rematch of last year's title game. Where hopefully the, the Niners won't be like rolling out like Jim Druckenmiller to play after Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold both get hurt. Hopefully we'll get to see like Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts both play a full game. Uh, we'll do Sunday Night Football in Lambeau with the Chiefs and the Packers, and then the Jaguars and the Bengals on Monday Night Football, whereas like football fans were robbed of like a really fun game with the Joe Burrow injury, where it would be Lawrence v. Burrow. Um, in a national championship game rematch, right? I bet Clemson in that game. That yeah. wasn't fun. Instead, we get uh, did Clemson didn't play Washington, right? Bama played Washington when Brown went, went to the playoff. Yeah, yeah, and Let's and see. got railroaded. I mean, just like a it was like a low scoring. I think the game went under the total, like but like a non competitive low score. A classic like covered, that right? era 17? Alabama game. Yeah, was it? Yeah, 17? Bama covered the game. Yeah. It was like I think I think the final. Uh, I want to guess what the final score was. I want to say Go the final score was it. like I'm a look it up. like thirty-eight, thirteen, something like that. Would have been like my guess. Uh, 24 oh, seven. It was even lower than 24/7. I thought. Yeah, twenty-four seven. <laughs> it was Washington. Oh, had do, no chance. I thought Bama definitely covered though. Why do I think the closing number of that game was seventeen or seventeen and a half? I thought it was seventeen also. Yeah, this is when you get old. My memory of this stuff used to be so, so sharp. And now it's like, wait, what? Honestly, like, I, I, I was think we like nailed 20 it. points on the final score. Maybe it was like 16 and a half in Bama covered. We'll look it up. In any event. Yeah. Uh, you could in be any right event, about that. I really Trevor think Bama Lawrence covered. Brown. I really think they covered. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you bet Clemson in that game also? That was year one of you better you bet. That was our first call. Oh, against LSU? Season. Yeah. Yeah, we bet Clemson. Like plus five or whatever it was. Yeah. Five and a half, yeah. So that yeah, I remember. Because LSU, LSU got that a lot. Because, you know, they were the best team ever. Yeah. And they tapped. So did that game start like Clemson was winning at the beginning? Like Clemson was up like 7 or 10 nothing, And then LSU just like, absolutely I think it was like close. From there. I don't even know if it was 10 nothing. I think it was just like close. And then it was not <laughs> and close. And it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And it was not close for very long. It was just close <laughs> Which, early. Well, you know, here's your college football team. Oh, who's the quarterback? Joe Burrow. Oh, and who were his, who were his top receivers? Oh, you know. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsies. Uh, Listen, what can, what can I, you do? I was just thinking, too. I have bet Clemson has appeared in four national championship games. The two Deshaun Watson games, Lawrence over Tua, and the Burrow game. I have bet Clemson in all four games. Same. We did this on the show leading up to that. I remember in 2000, all four that games. was like 2020. All four of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a Dabo 
fanboy. <laughs> well, like, it was less that. It was more really well. Deshaun. Right. It was like Deshaun as yeah. a dog in those games against Alabama. Well, and uh, Lawrence was a dog against Tua. I think that game closed and, six and a half with, with Tua and, against and, them. And a pick six, like, second play of the game, something like that. Clemson, Clemson destroyed them in that game. That was a fun one. Tyler, who was that corner who had the picks? I mean, that guy had to have gone on to play in the NFL. There was, like, no way. They had everybody on Clemson went on to play in the NFL. I'm trying to remember who that guy. Like, uh, two, I can picture the route, too. Tua threw, like, a quick screen up at the top of the screen, and the corner, like, jumped the route and returned it for a touchdown, like 50, 60 yards. I think that was the first touchdown of the game. Uh, uh, AJ I, remember, Terrell, like, I remember where current, I watched that Current Atlanta Falcon oh, first round pick. Current Atlanta you know, Falcons him. number one cornerback. AJ Terrell. Those teams, I know, I know like the teams now are also very talented. Just seems like those teams were just like stupid. It's because we know how they ended up, obviously, but they're stupid. The out ta- that Alabama club is in title game. I mean, just like the players in that game. Well, that's just it's the classic like Bama receiver room during that time. It's just outrageous. Oh, all the number one picks. Look at that. Like how, how about that? One one story in college football that I actually don't think is getting like enough burn right now, and like maybe it will, like if the result of the SEC championship game goes the way that like the betting market thinks it will. Like Georgia might actually win three straight national championships. Like that actually sure. might be a thing that happens, and like no one's really talking about it yet. Like they're the number one, and I'm not even saying they're the most likely team to win. Like Michigan's the favorite in the betting market to win the title. Just like Georgia's on the precipice. Walkover. That's why Michigan's Michigan would play because they're, they're going to beat play Iowa. Florida State. Yeah. Or actually, Iowa. No, no, because they're beat Iowa. Title game. Like they're like they're going to make um, the playoff. We don't know if Georgia's making the playoff for sure. Just like like that's pretty crazy, and like no one's really talking about it yet. I'm sure that conversation will intensify when and if Georgia wins against Alabama coming up on Saturday in the SEC championship game. Uh, in the power hour of the show, the final hour, we will be joined by Jason Sobel giving us bets for the Hero World Challenge in golf. Hashtag Tigers back. Looking forward to that. Our bets for tonight in the NBA and the NHL, and a conversation with our pal Dan Katz, aka Barstool Big Cat, will join us next hour here on You Better You Bet. The well capper Drew Dinsick coming up in about fifty. 15 minutes from NBC Sports. But for now, let's continue on, Ken, our handicap of Week 13 in the NFL. Kenny, fade the music up here, and let's talk about this NFC Championship game rematch, and maybe maybe this will be the NFC Championship game again. Certainly feels that way, right? Like we're heading in that direction with the Eagles and the 49ers. So Philadelphia will host this game against San Francisco. The Eagles, of course, like winning on Sunday against Buffalo. Maybe in miracle fashion. Also, like Buffalo always loses and the Eagles always win. San Francisco demolished Seattle on Thanksgiving. So it's an extra rest spot for San Francisco. The Niners will have 10 days of rest, regular rest here for the Eagles in this game. And we don't know the status of Lane Johnson yet for Philadelphia. Um, Day-to-day with his groin injury, he missed Sunday's win against the Buffalo Bills. So when I sat down, Ken, on Sunday night trying to think, like, okay, like what, 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 what number am I looking to bet for each team? My thought was going to be, I think San Francisco is going to open as a small favorite because I feel like if it opened to pick, like I'd be interested maybe in San Francisco to win the game. Or that's what I think like people might be interested in. So I think San Francisco will open as a favorite. The Niners do open a favorite in the game. Uh, n- that wasn't surprising to me. What's surprising to me is what's happened in the betting market since. And curious to get your thought here on what we've seen and kind of what you want to do in this game. Now that at BetMGM... San Francisco is a three-point favorite. Now, it's an in, it's in between two and a half and three. So the three is way juiced to Philly. Philly plus three right now is minus 120. So we're, we're not quite to like a, a flat three here for San Francisco. But like seeing San Francisco three on the road at Philly is a, a little jarring to me at least. Um, I know the Eagles didn't look great beating Kansas City and Buffalo. Also, they beat Kansas City and Buffalo and like never lose ever. 
So can pen, pencil, blood, or blank? San Francisco in between a two and a half and three point road, two and a half road favorite at the Eagles. It's a really interesting market. I uh, like. I, I agree with you. It's jarring to like even on our screen right now to look at the graphic and just see like Philly plus three at home. You know the team that wins every game. Uh, but like I, I get it. Like the the spot, so to speak, that's a real thing. Like a team doesn't play that many games, and the other team plays a like a murderer's row of a schedule, and then they play each other. That should matter. Like, of course, it should matter. Uh, how healthy the teams are going into the game, that should matter too. Is Lane Johnson going to play? Um, you know, it just it feels like the Eagles. It's just going to be like attrition here as they keep checking off these boxes and like one of the most ridiculous four game stretches I could possibly. They have Dallas next week for people who don't know. Like one of the really ridiculous schedule stretches I think I've ever seen. And uh, and so I, the more I kind of was like just marinated on it a little bit because I was just like, okay, like for now. Like I, for now, I don't want to do anything like let's okay. Is Lane Johnson going to play in the game? Let's get later in the week. Like, did anybody else from Philly get an injury that like, I didn't really know about like that was a brutal game that they played against Buffalo on Sunday, like to the limit overtime that you had play where Jordan Davis, like 350 pound line, like sprints the length of the field going like faster than some skill position players do to track down Josh Allen. Um, is everyone okay for Philly off that game? Like, is everyone good? I don't, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Kind of feels, seems to be like AJ Brown's playing with some kind of injury too, the way he's played the last couple weeks. I don't know, but like, let's get an injury and, report and, and, and Hertz talk isn't more. fully healthy either. And like, he's still putting well, up we good know numbers, that. but you can see that he's laboring, right. obviously. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, the people brought that up with like, he has a lot of rushing touchdowns, but like they're all one yard this year, as opposed to like his rushing numbers last year, which he had more explosive plays and like more read option where he'd score from 20 yards out, 25 yards out. So like, and I, by the way, like the publicly available metrics that everyone trusts and everyone uses, like Phil, San Francisco's rated like either the best team in the league or one of the three best teams in the league. And Philly's rated like almost like a league average team in some categories. And that's how you get a number like this. And it's like, all right, I... I know I don't want to bet San Francisco at these prices. I I think they're slightly more likely to win the game the way I think about it, too. I don't want to bet them at these prices. But do I really want to bet Philly? Like, that's what I keep talking. So I'm not on here, like, pounding the table, like, have to bet Philly. Eagles are so undervalued, whatever. There's a lot of good reasons why this market is what it is. Um, I just listed all of them, and I agree with them. But as we get later in the week... I'm kind of like, can I talk myself into like going going back in with the Eagles again in this during the schedule stretch, honestly, where, okay, like maybe this is, I can't believe I'm about to make this argument, but I kind of agree with it. Maybe this is like a more than the sum of its parts kind of a thing. Maybe the DVOA sucks, but they just win every game. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe the EPA is bad, but they just, you know, win. Maybe that's what it is. And it's something that's really difficult to capture for a team that was number one in everything last year with the same roster, basically minus a couple players on defense. Um, it would be Philly or nothing, but I just want to be clear that like, it's, yeah, like I'm leaning Philly in the game. Maybe I bet them, maybe I don't. I don't think the number is really that crazy with how each team comes into the game. And you don't think three like, is crazy it's not, if it's three minus 110, you wouldn't think that that's, that that's a little crazy. Not yet. Lane Johnson's playing and the rest of the injury reports clean. It's not going to be three. And I don't think that's, I, I would think it would be crazy. That'd be my guess. Like, I, I think he plays in the injury reports. Good. I think it's two and a half. And yeah. then I'm, I think uh, I'm, I might be okay with that. Yeah. And, and like, and like I said, when I was kind of setting it up, um, I, 
I really like doing like what I'm doing now. So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, like if the if the, if the, if it were a pick 'em, what would I do? I'd bet the Niners. Okay, then like San Francisco, I feel like needs to be a favorite in the game, and like they don't have to be. Just just like my opinion, and they are favorites. I'm like, okay, fine, nothing to do here. And then like I I don't know. Even if Lane doesn't play Ken, and it's going to be three, it's like the Eagles never lose. And and maybe they just get maybe their doors get blown off here. Maybe San Francisco like absolutely handles them. It's certainly possible, right? You know, it's one thing for Hurts to run away from like Buffalo's defenders. And it's right. a, another thing entirely say. for him to run away from like Nick Bosa yeah. and Chase Young and Eric Armstead and like and, like, and you don't think Lane Johnson matters a lot Hargrave. in this game. I think he matters a lot. You see that clip of Von Miller? He like ran into himself and fell down in the Buffalo game. Like, great. Here's Bosa and Chase Young. Like, yeah, yeah. I want Lane Johnson to play if I'm going to bet the Eagles in the game. We know we saw how much trouble Hurts had with pressure in the Chiefs game. Chiefs had what five sacks in the first half of that game against in Kansas City on that Monday night, something like that. What What is this defensive front going to do pressure-wise in the game to a quarterback who can't run very well right now? Yeah, it could it could get ugly. Of course it could. Um, I, I, if I was ever even going to think about betting the Eagles, I'd want Lane Johnson to play. That doesn't mean I'm going to bet him if he plays, but that is definitely a prerequisite to me clicking the button on Philly this week. All right, so I guess like the last, my last on this game, Lane Johnson, I guess because if he doesn't play, it's going to be three. Uh, if Lane Johnson plays and it closes San Francisco favored by less than three, the Eagles are just like one of the great teaser legs of all time, right? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. That was such a good teaser leg, I coughed something up. Uh, they're, I mean, out of it's like one of the great teaser legs of all time. Like it's, the Niners are really good. The Niners can blow out everybody. But the Eagles are a team that doesn't really get blown out. doesn't really happen, like in general. Um, it's when Jalen Hurts plays, especially. So, yeah, like would would definitely consider the Eagles as a teaser leg with some other stuff. I'm trying to figure out like how I would rank it versus other because it's not like a typical like my favorite. I don't know how you feel about this. My favorite games to tease are like the average teams two and a half low total games, like two and a half to eight and a half when it's like teams fourteen to twenty in the NFL and they're playing each other and the total is like forty. It's just like all of you suck. None of you are blowing anybody out. And the game is going to land three or six on some BS ref call or something. And I'm always going to catch the teaser leg in that situation. So like Atlanta, New Atlanta, New Orleans last week. That's why we talked about that game. Like that well, was my favorite teaser leg along with Houston Jacksonville. And it's like, all right, this isn't that <laughs> like, this is way different. This is like big time firepower. This is teams that blow out everybody and they're playing each other. So I do think a blowout is, is a little more likely in this game, even though I know it's crazy to envision the Eagles losing by 10 points to someone. So, Lane Johnson doesn't play. San Francisco yeah. closes 3 minus 10. Would yeah. you bet Philly plus 3? Or do you think you'd bet Philly plus 3? No, I definitely would not bet the game. Honestly, okay, I'll give you one more. Clo he doesn't play, closes 3 minus 110. And I need to know what happens on Thursday. I might bet more Dak MVP before the game. Okay, yeah, that I, that makes a lot of sense. A lot, especially But Dak I gotta see what he does Seattle. Thursday. Yeah, got to see what they do. You could argue you should bet Purdy MVP before the game, to be perfectly honest. I, I have to tell you, man, like, and I'm sure, like, that's something we would have done later in the week. It's such a great point where if you think Dak's going to go off on Thursday night, yeah, it's, it, it, this is like, it's a high level games right? for MVP. When to bet these things. Yeah, like, like I, I'm talking to a lot of people now about, like, we're all figuring out, like, when do we bet Hurts? Do we bet him? And my argument is like, look, this is a great conversation to have. Like, if you load it up on Purdy and Dak, and like, I think those are the two guys that can go get Hurts if anybody can. And I think Dak's more likely to do it by a lot. Um, but maybe neither one does. 
if you bet and like load it up on those guys at big prices, you're trying to figure out how to come in and scoop some hurts right now. So you, you, you're okay. You hedge out. So you're good no matter what. And I'm like, great. These are all great conversations. Let's have them on Friday. Let's see what Dak does in the game. Hertz's price might go up because Dak has four touchdowns. Friday conversation. Uh, we'll get to Sunday and Monday Night Football coming up later this hour, but on the other side, we'll talk Week 13 in the National Football League with NBC Sports batting analyst, the whale capper, Drew Densick. The motion man, Purdy, scans. There's Ayuk in the middle to the end zone touchdown. And there it is. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico on the call last Thursday night on Thanksgiving. San Francisco blows out Seattle, covers the spread in the process. When we had our, our guest who's going to join us in just a second here, the whale capper Drew Densick on the program last week, and we asked Whale, hey, buddy, like, what's your, what's your favorite bet in the NFL this week? Whale, without hesitation, replying, the Niners laying it on Thursday night against Seattle. Get another ah. win this season on You Better You Bet for our pal Drew Densick, the whale capper. He'll join us here in just a moment, but 20 minutes from now, we'll still be on stadium, and we'll uh, give you our initial handicaps for the Chiefs and the Packers on Sunday night football, the Jaguars and the Bengals on Monday night football. Final hour, power hour of the show, we'll be joined by Jason Sobel from Sirius XMP. GA Tour Radio giving us golf bets and Barstool Big Cat Dan Katz will join us as well coming up 40 minutes from now to start the power hour but right now it's the aforementioned the whale capper Drew Densick he's on Twitter at whale underscore capper he does great work for our friends at NBC Sports batting analyst for them and co-host of the deep dive podcast with our pal Andy Molitor well welcome back to the show hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving my friend how's it going it's going great. Uh, sad that I missed you guys on Magnificent Monday, but what a tremendous uh, Tuesday. This lineup you guys have coming up is all-star status here. This is uh, cool. Good work, guys. And you're, and you're, you're batting leadoff for him. Well, you're, oh, you're, yeah. you know, you're yeah. in the Hall of Fame here. You know, you're, you're in the Mount Rushmore. I guess Mount Rushmore term will be using with Big Guy later, maybe, too. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you said you loved San Francisco last week. We played the call coming out yes. of break, kind of like give you a little pat on the back. You laid it. <laughs> It's a great bet. They went by a million when they went 31, 13, something like that. And I'm kind of obligated to ask you, all right, I'm sure like people, oh, you like San Francisco. What does he make of San Francisco this week? We just talked about this market against the Eagles whale. Just like really interesting, right? Anytime you have these setups where you kind of know why the number is what it is at the same time, it's like a team that never loses at home plus two and a half plus three. So it's just an interesting <laughs> setup. So it just like, you know why it is. It's like when Mahomes is a home dog, it's like, I get it. But also, really, like, is that what we're going to do? Or like Brady back in the day? Are, are yeah. you laying the Niners again this week? Do you like it this week? Two and a half, three on the road against Philadelphia. Obviously, rematch of the NFC Championship. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, I'm out on the Niners. You're out? Are you on the opposite is... side or you out? No, no, no. I think I think the market found the correct price pretty quickly here. Um, I was on the Bills last week. Uh, and that was, you know, they, they were three and a half. Like, come on. Uh, I took a bunch of money line too, but it was, uh, not, not to be, um, and, uh, you know, the handicap was pretty straightforward, which is Bill's offense is unstoppable. They were going to score into the thirties. Uh, the other part of the handicap really didn't come into play, which was they just need to keep the Eagles from scoring 37. Uh, they did not. Uh, so they lost. Uh, and I think the kind of key takeaway from that game is that the Bill's offense is unbelievable and, uh, will continue to be a bet on, I think down the home stretch, um, Bill's defense is a atrocious and uh you know needs to get a little bit of lucky breaks although they're playing better i thought in general um and i think the eagles takeaways were pretty straightforward too which is they're playing like they're playing a different game than everyone else they're playing four down football they have a an unstoppable short yardage play 
And it's, you know, it's tough to come up with a complete and correct um, price for what the Eagles offense ought to be without running like a, a, like a play-by-play type of simulation of the game because the stakes are just different. Like any kind of traditional practical model, you know, trained on historical data, like they're, they're not going to fit that mold because they approach the game a different way and they have the personnel and the, uh, and the unique kind of wrinkles in their scheme to do it. Um, I was concerned about Jay, Jalen Hurts' health heading into the Buffalo Bills game. He looked amazing. He was extremely productive on the ground in that game and uh, elusive and fast and willing, uh, which is something we hadn't seen from him in a couple weeks. And, I think he draws a nice matchup here against the San Francisco 49ers defense that's missing, uh, you know, true blue talent in the secondary. Uh, Hufanga was their best secondary player, I think, by margin, uh, at least by my numbers. And uh, his absence is going to be felt in this contest. You're going up against all-universe wide receiver duo and, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, And apparently it doesn't matter if Jalen Hurts is overthrowing or underthrowing that duo. They're still making every catch. Um, And I think that uh, keeps Philadelphia very much in this game. Um, The flip side of the equation is really whether the market – got away pretty quickly, which is expecting that the Niners with extra rest up against this Eagles defense is going to make short work. Uh, And I agree with that. Like, I think this Niners offense is going to have success. Um, The one kind of mismatch you can point to is the uh, Niners offensive line is pretty sus and uh, outside of Trent Williams. Uh, And the Eagles clearly do have a defensive line that can win their 1v1s and, you know, create havoc, although they have struggled lately. Uh, this is, uh, and you know, that, that could be strength of opponent driven could, you know, chiefs have an incredible interior offensive line, uh, bills and, you know, maybe bills and chiefs interior offensive line might be one and two in the NFL. And that might be why, uh, you know, there's been a little bit less juice from this Eagles defense lately. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> Niners and their speed, the way that they basically play chess with their positioning of their players and, you know, how they, they disguise run pass is, is so, so outstanding, uh, that I think they'll have, you know, plenty of opportunities for success here. And this kind of accepts the, you know, the entire point of them having 10 days to rest and prepare and whatever wrinkles and high leverage stuff you want to integrate in your game plan, you save it all for this game. Uh, and you're playing against an Eagles defense that was on the field for 40 minutes and a hundred plays, which has got to have a physical and physical toll on those players. Um, so, if you're betting Eagles, you know, betting Niners at this price, you're basically saying they're going to hit something like a standard deviation over expectation because their offense versus the Eagles defense is going to be such a mismatch with the rest and with the, uh, the, the you know, the fatigue. Um, but uh, I think if the, you know, if the, if the Niners are hitting their number in this one, if they're getting into the thirties, uh, this total at 46 and a half is laughably low. Uh, I know there could be weather, expecting some rain right now. Rain didn't impact the quality of play at all in the Buffalo-Philly game, and so I think that's you know a, a good sign that uh, uh, you could have uh, you know some fireworks here. Um, but my fair total on this one is actually in like the forty-eight and a half range, and so anything on the on the low side of of a key of forty-seven is a bet to the over. And actually, of <laughs> of everything this week that I lean like, kind of intrigued by, that's the only bet I've made so far. All right, Nick and Ken here. You better, you bet. Talking NFL with the Whale Capper, Drew Densick on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. All right, so you like the over in the Eagles-Niners game. Maybe that's your favorite look. Give us one other bet, side or total whale, that you like coming up for Week 13. So most of my opinions that fit 
um, you know, the most of my opinions about this week are pretty cooked into the market already. Like there were some numbers right out of the bat that I thought got shaped pretty quickly, like Houston, Denver, right? Like the fact that that moved to three and a half was, was early and was violent. And so if you want to back Houston, you need to find a more creative way. Uh, same goes for, um, uh, you know, the Rams and the, uh, the, the Browns game that's at three and a half right now. And I think that is bettable for the Rams. Um, but even more than that, I think those two teams in particular, Houston and LA are set up very well with their remaining schedule to make a sprint down the close here and get a playoff spot. Um, I like the Rams in particular to kind of steal a playoff spot in a very, very weak NFC. Um, most of my handicap last week with the Niners Seahawks was, you know, mo- most of it was not pro Niners. It was anti Seattle. Like the fact that they are in this state with this quarterback limping around, unable to make uh, get the ball out of his hands, and no no confidence, no trust with his receivers, offensive line that's performing at bottom two level right now. Like the Seahawks could lose out, and I would not be shocked. I think that opens the door for. Uh, another team to steal. Packers are in the mix. Rams are in the mix. Um, you know, doesn't feel like the Vikings are playing especially well right now either. Like that, they could seed uh, their playoff spot right now. The Saints don't seem to want it. Um, you know, f- f- six and seven are up for grabs, and I could see the Rams and the Packers taking those. But the Rams is the most interesting this week because they have this matchup with the Browns and potentially Joe Flacco. Um, that uh, I think is is pretty exciting. Joe Flacco behind an offensive line that can't pass protect and up against Aaron Donald. That sign me up. Give me two. Um, I will definitely uh, be looking for Rams. Want to see the quarterback information kind of settle a little bit here uh, and, uh, you know, kind of get a better sense of where this price is going before I bet it. But um, Rams stand out as as a long-term buy uh, and a potential playoff steal. Uh, and then uh, I think the Packers, you wait a week. Um, not a great matchup for them this week against the uh, uh, Chiefs, despite the extra rest. Uh, I think the Chiefs can, uh, you know, I think at six current price, this is a bet on the Chiefs or it's a pass. Um, and um, I think ultimately, uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, they need another week of getting their players healthy. And uh, and Jordan Love, while excellent, has not gone up against a, a pass defense of this caliber yet. So uh, there could be a little bit of growing pains for him at home against the Chiefs this week. And uh, I think six is a good bet. So haven't played him yet, but uh, got the uh, got the Chiefs and the Rams circled. It'd be crazy. Like two weeks ago, we were doing like projected playoff matchups in the NFC. Just like, well, this is what it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be like these six sure. and Dal and uh, and Minnesota is the seven. And like, who, who's going to get sure. into this mix? And the AFC seemed crazy. <laughs> and now you're kind of like, well, the AFC now we're like kicking teams out. Like the Chargers can't stop losing, the Jets can't stop losing. And it's like, well, actually, actually, this is like pretty straightforward. But this is going to just and Joe Burrow gets hurt. Um, it's like again, week to week league. It's just like funny how stuff changes only. Well, in a let me weeks. ask you a hypothetical. You're a guy who oh, yeah. love these. You, you love these hypothetical line. The three oh seed Detroit Lions hosting Matt Stafford and the Rams. Oh, that's a good one. Like a Five Stafford a revenge game. Stafford yeah. revenge game. Stafford back in Motown, baby, against Jer- Jared Goff against uh, five, the master five, Sean McVay. Five and a half, right? L- Lions more than three, but not six. So they six the Rams would yeah. get that with that offense. But Lions have to, to be more like than a, three. Trying to find like a comp for like how it, and it would be a playoff game too. And it would be Stafford. And it would be uh, Stafford yeah, with think, weapons against close, that like Detroit four. defense. I would. I, I think Nick's like really in the neighborhood. I'll say four and a half, but I'll I'll Nick's okay. like definitely in the neighborhood with his guess. I think that was a really good first guess. Okay. Okay. I think if we get there Wait, by you, that you time, would be less than the Rams. Uh, as cur- a current number, yes, I would. And I think especially once we get to that point, right? Like, but you would. You know, but the, you wouldn't be com- like three, right? 
I'm pretty close to three. I have I have oh. the uh, I have the Lions defense rated extremely poorly. Great. Right I now. would just I I would really just like to say that uh, <laughs> I I would love the opportunity to lay Detroit in a, a laying three in a playoff game against the Rams if we get there at home. Most or, or you know what? Also, like, yeah. what's the total in that game? Like eighty? Like I, I mean, maybe just the over. Yeah, that'd be tough. Uh, to be fair, like be a big Stafford. Stafford <laughs> I mean. Stafford used to play like not as much home field advantage because he knows he knows the locker rooms, knows like the path mm. into the stake, knows all that stuff. Mm. Well, inside you information, of uh, course, knowledge. Does, does Mick does McVay mm. have any inside information on how to how to disturb Jared Goff? Bring out the worst in Goff? Probably. I mean, how did I even miss that angle too? There's two the two lowest hanging fruit angles imaginable <laughs> in that game. It's like really yeah. funny. Uh, fun like love it. Uh, wait, I was I was going to ask you about NBA. We'll do we'll do NBA bets for nine in a second. Need this in like a minute so that we have time sure. for NBA. Bets tonight sure i talked about nba most valuable player last segment matt moore came on earlier in the show talked a little bit about nba mvp it's early seems to me like Jokic, Embiid, sga draw a huge line like the size of the grand canyon to everybody else do, do you have like a strong opinion like a bet like have you been making bets in this market like a minute like 60 seconds on nba mvp i've made a couple of bets on Jokic. every time i've seen him on the other side of two to one i think it's a play um, I don't know how you beat him in that market this year, honestly. Uh, I get it. Embiid deserves consideration. He should be your second choice. I would make Giannis third choice, not SGA, um, just because I think the potential for growing pains and some some you know struggle bus for the Bucks is kind of behind us now, um, and they could thunder through the middle of this uh, you know the middle of this schedule pretty comfortably. And his offense has started to bounce. Like his defense has definitely slipped, but people don't really care about that when they look at stats for deciding MVP. So um, I think you're we're probably deja vu all over again from last year's what what was that four months of the horse race between Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Although this year it's pretty clear that they're stratified one, two, three, and uh, Embiid has the baggage of uh, having a playoff uh, flame out last year, whereas Jokic uh, won a title. So I uh, don't think there's really uh, much of an angle there, other than um, you know, if there's a if there if there's an extended time where you know Jokic is out and, and the Nuggets look like they've handed off the one seed to even the you know the likes of Thunder who are playing amazingly well, like if that happens, then you know yeah, I would I would be buying Jokic. Well, 30 seconds here. What are the bets that you like for tonight in the NBA, Tuesday night in the association? Only got one. Uh, we're in a pretty neutral uh, rest night overall. There's not a lot of tight tie teams out there. And uh, the in-season tournament is throwing a little bit of chaos into how you actually price some of these games because second half motivations for teams and coaches are going to be wildly different than a normal night. Uh, only bet in the accounts is Houston on the money line. Really, really would like them to qualify for this tournament. Uh, like this Houston team a lot. Uh, like the way they're composed. Like the way they're coached. Uh, I think um, Dallas is on the other end of the spectrum in, in terms of my opinion relative to market right now. I'm not a not a Mavericks guy at all. Um, so yeah, Ro Rockets uh, Mavs to me should be closer to uh, closer to a pick on my bet plus one fifty three. I think on the money line for the Rockets and. I would I would play that to like plus one thirty five plus one thirty. All right. Well, on the Rockets money line tonight in the NBA, my friend. That was that really was Matt's bet too. It. That was, that was, that was we, we had, everybody gave one bet tonight. Everybody likes the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe. Yep. Do we have a problem? Uh, I guess we'll, no, we'll that's find my... out later. <laughs> Houston, I mean, do we have I'm, a problem? I mean, I mean, is that good enough? Good enough for me. Otherwise, I was going to like bet <laughs> Bucks money line against Miami. So I think maybe it'll be Houston instead. Uh, on Twitter at Whale underscore Camper, NBC Sports, the Deep Dive Podcast, my friend. Best of luck with the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week. Always a pleasure. Best of luck, guys. 
Our pal, the whale capper, Drew Densick, joining us here on the show. Um, all right, so that conversation with whale, guy, we we need to do another playoff sim pretty soon here with the NFC. Sure. Maybe it's, it might be a next week thing. Yeah, figure uh, out some time. I mean, we did a lot of NBA I, today. The, like the, oh, I don't know. Not today. Maybe like at some point this no, no, week I, or like, I'd say like next, next week. Tuesday, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I need it back in my life. Uh, on the other side, we'll finish our handicap of Week 13 in the National Football League. Chiefs and the Packers on Sunday night. Jaguars and the Bengals on Monday night. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. How about your boy, the Prop King, with uh, Tucker Kraft, anytime touchdown last Thursday? Got that one out of the way early, which is great. Shout out to Jordan Love. Also, um... The collab bet last night with myself and Tyler was excruciating with Jordan Addison. So they're not yeah, all winners, No more collabs. What'd you get for collabing? Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? But yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, Love did not stink last week. Love hasn't stunk for a while now. Maybe, Jor- maybe Jordan Love's actually going to be pretty good. I, I think it would be great if he was. Also, like, I have bets on the Packers from, like, way earlier in the season that thought were absolutely dead. And now might not be, which is really fascinating. Uh, ahead of this week's game, which unfortunately is uh, a likely loss, uh, hosting the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. This is our final segment of the day on Stadium. We'll handicap the Chiefs and the Packers on Sunday night, the Jaguars and the Bengals on Monday night. If you're watching us on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour of the show, the Power Hour, I would recommend that. Uh, we'll have a conversation with Big Cat. Dan Katz from Barstool Sports, Barstool Big Cat from Pardon My Take, will join us in about 20 minutes uh, to start the Power Hour. We'll also give you golf bets with Jason Sobel and all of our bets for tonight in the NBA and the NHL and Tyler Borales' college basketball bets. If you want to check out the final hour of the show, again, which starts with Dan Katz, Barstool Big Cat, then flip on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql to check out the final hour, the Power Hour. Of the program, but for now we wrap up our initial handicap of Week 13. Uh, Kenny, please bring uh, bring the music up, and Ken, let's talk about the Chiefs and the Packers uh, Super Bowl One rematch here. <laughs> the world's been waiting for it. Also, this was uh, Jordan Love's first start. Came against Kansas City. Remember in the COVID year when Aaron Rodgers couldn't play in that game on the road in Kansas City, and the Packers actually covered an eight-point spread in that game, lost the game by seven. Uh, it's funny how you always remember things like that. Um, so Jordan Love gets another crack at Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs' defense. Green Bay, a six-and-a-half-point home underdog against Kansas City. The total's 42. Green Bay has worked itself back into the playoff picture at the bottom of the NFC. And Kansas City got off the schneid last week, finally scoring some points in the second half, reminding everybody that, hey, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice in this offense, actually, hashtag, not bad. Uh, Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or blank right now, the Chiefs and the Packers on Sunday night. Yeah, this market movement, a little interesting just in that, okay, like it it opened seven in a couple places, mostly six and a halfs. And you're kind of like, all right, six and a half, like where, where are we more likely to go here in the direction of like Mahomes and the Chiefs off like a really big win or in the direction of like a surprise team? That had a had a big upset. I wasn't sure what the answer would be. So far, the answer has been toward the Packers. Uh, there are sixes on the board at a few places right now in this game. So just kind of interesting. Like you have you, I think you have each team in a spot where people would want to buy them. Yeah. Like oh, the Chiefs like turned it around, like second half scoring a lot of points, and then the Packers. All the conversation this week is about how they're back in the playoff race. That's the narrative around their team right now. I think you got people interested in both in both sides, and I just I wasn't sure where the the market was going to go. Down a little bit, some sixes, some of the six and a half surges toward Green Bay. Uh, the total, the interest was in the over so far. Open 41, 41 and a half. Now it's forty two with some forty two and a half on the board. And again, like Jordan Love, a little better. 
Chiefs scoring a little more. Like these things are like they, they make sense when you think about them. I just my, I guess my problem in this game. So like we we went over a bunch of games uh, yesterday, and like there are plenty of bets that I like for this weekend, and, and we went over a lot of them. I guess my problem with this game is just like. Like, is it supposed to be different than this, this market? Like, what what is my angle to bet here? It's like, oh, well, like, play on the Packers because they're starting to play way better. Okay, but, like, this is way different. <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't play on them. And even Detroit, who's, like, I still think a good team, this, this is different. This is, like, a, a little different. You're probably going to be trailing in this game. You might be trailing a lot in this game. And it's not quite the same as Thanksgiving against Detroit or Brett Rippon at home. Or you know, some of the other games where you played well, or Pittsburgh on the road, like this just isn't that. So I, I don't know if I can trust necessarily that I'm going to get like a, a strong cover or likely win from Green Bay. And then it's okay, like are, are the Chiefs, like was that the Raiders or are the, is the Chiefs offense going to score in the second half of these games? I came out like really close to this. Like I, I, I made it, my rating said the number is six. That was the number that rating, my rating said. And I was like, Ah, I think it might be a little more than that. And that's kind of where we wound up. This was, I think, the game that I have, like, the most lukewarm opinion. It's a very interesting game. I just have a really, really, like, no opinion kind of gambling vibe with it. Um, I think I have a pretty strong opinion on this game. Uh, I'm going to lay Kansas City. Uh, I think the points burned in the game should be seven. And, like, I understand why, why it's not. Just kind of like, again, when I kind of sit down and think about, like, what would I want to bet— like, I, I came up with, I would bet Kansas City at any number below seven. Seven, nothing for me. I'd consider Green Bay at seven and a half. Like, I think the right point spread in the game is Kansas City minus seven. My opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe Green Bay wins the game. Um, Jordan Love's played really well recently. And it's not just, like, Love that's playing well. I just want to highlight this. And I think if you're a Packers fan, or like, yeah, not I would say, like, this isn't really like a betting conversation for this year. It's really just a fan, or you play fantasy football, dynasty fantasy. It's not just Love. Christian Watson starting to come on and like punchlines aside, jokes aside, like he he was awesome on Thanksgiving. 90 plus yards and and a touchdown. Touchdowns and back-to-back games. Jaden Reed's really good. Wicks is pretty good. Dobbs is pretty good. I need to take an L on that. Dobbs has been good this season. Musgrave is pretty good. He's hurt. Here comes Tucker Craft. He scores a touchdown. Like this, it's pr- a pretty exciting like young core around the young quarterback Jordan Love to grow with. So I th- I think if you're a Packers fan, you got to feel really good about the direction of this team. Just that in this matchup against this defense, I think it's unlikely that like Jordan Love sets the world on fire. And if and when that happens and the Chiefs stuff him in a locker and like Kansas City wins the game and covers the spread, uh, me at least, I'm not going to come out of the game being like, well, Jordan Love stinks again. I think it's going to be a really tough opponent in a really tough spot. I'll be looking to keep playing on Green Bay or just to play on Green Bay more over the course of the season, just not in this game. So for me, Ken, this is it's Kansas City for me. Anything below a touchdown, I think by the sounds of it, I, I can wait and maybe I can bet a six. Like six and a half is the number right now at BetMGM. So for me, it's Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so do you agree with that? Like if you like Kansas City, wait. Maybe we get a better number as the week goes on. There hasn't been a lot of movement in the game today. It was kind of like the the initial movement was, and they're still. I, I'm looking at sixes at domestic sportsbooks right now. So I like they're they're still there, uh, definitely. And obviously, like encourage line shopping and, and getting the best of the number, especially when we're talking about a number like six versus six and a half. Like why not, right? When I get the extra half point in your favor, you pay nothing for it. Um, why not? Why not get the extra half point in your favor? Um, I I agree with you. Just like Kansas City's defense presents a tough matchup for the Packers, that they definitely have not. I mean, think about those. Think about the teams I just mentioned, and and you perhaps hit on like the crux of the argument. It's just funny because sometimes I think we agree 
and we agree and i'm like so that means no bet and you're like no that means bet <laughs> which is really funny like the chief's defense by the way kind of one of us likes to spray the board a little bit more than the other one uh last three weeks Packers play the Lions defense, play the Steelers defense, play the Rams defense, Steelers defense with no Fitzpatrick. And they play the Rams defense, which is brutal and hideous. Uh, and this is way different. And for me, it's just like, cool, that justifies a really big point spread. And I think for you, like, no, it actually justifies an even bigger point spread that we that we don't have yet. Um, I don't think this is like play on Green Bay. I mean, the cat's out of the bag on this. One thing I really dislike doing is like playing on a dog when it's pretty obvious that everyone understands now that they're like a lot better than we thought. But it's like, this isn't like, no, they're not sneaking up on any, there's no surprising here. Like everybody that's that's looking at this point spread and like thinking about this market understands that Green Bay has put a couple really good performances together the last few weeks, especially on, th on Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, like, are you really like buying low on them anymore? Or are they now finally kind of getting a little bit of respect, you know, versus maybe how they would have been, God, like two weeks ago in this game, like 10, you know, or like eight and a half or something, probably, probably a really big number. That doesn't mean this number is wrong. It just means like, like we're all, we're all hip to the Packers. Now we, we get it. We get it that their, their season's not over and that they're, they're probably more like a league average team. Um, do I want to tease Kansas city to win or like play them to win in some kind of way? Maybe. Um, what do you make of the total of the game before we do Monday night football? So where are we at right now? At that just so we're at 42. 42. I feel like the Packers are going to have a lot of trouble scoring in this game. I could see this being like 24-10 Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I, that doesn't I, mean way. I want to bet the under, just that I don't know if I'm like really excited to play the over. Is this a is this a situation where the Packers are going to allow points, so they have to they have to cover by going over? Is this one of those? I think they I think they could cover like they could cover you know. Um, uh, 21-17. I think it's possible they could cover right. a game 20 like to that. 14, yeah. something like that. Right. Just, and it would basically be, yeah. it would be back to the same old Chiefs again. That's how they would do it. It would be like, well, the Raiders was more of an anomaly. Their defense is not very good. And Mahomes knows that team really well. And uh, and so, okay, it has a lot of success against them. So it's actually back to settling for field goals when you get down by the goal line and, and not executing really sound red zone offense, which they've been doing in a lot of games. So but I guess back to that is probably maybe how the Packers cover too. be interesting to see like what this kind of continuous threat is for the chiefs going forward. You, you know, I'll be honest, like, I, cause I, we both think they're really likely to win the Super Bowl. I still feel that way. Like despite kind of what's happened here for, for a couple of weeks and, and some of the second half stuff, I still feel that way. But I mean, let's be honest, in pro football, like you you would like the team you like to win the Super Bowl to be playing pretty well this time of year and not be like struggling going down to the finish. This is not a sport where you want to be like really bad right now. It's like actually actually should be ramping up is actually kind of how it should be going. Well, they so could ramp up is last there a continuous week. thread here? Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is this going to be a yeah. continuous thread where like every week you get that in the second half and you get adjustments and Philly was sort of this like weird rock bottom performance at home, all these turnovers, all these mistakes. And like, it's actually a continuous upward arc from there. It's possible. That That's my guess as to what we'll see. It's why I like Kansas City. Let's spend like, uh, I, I don't have a lot to say about Monday Night Football. The I mean, Jaguars this game's really the stupid, Bengals. just to be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, it's a stupid actual game, but like, man. So Jacksonville's eight and a half right now against Cincy. The total's 37 and a half. Jake Browning's obviously starting for the Bengals. I want someone, it can be you, Ken, someone to tell me why, like, we shouldn't tease Jacksonville with anything that isn't bolted down. The Jaguars to two and a half. Also, like, I, I think I'm probably going to lay Jacksonville in the game. I, I would yeah. never bet Cincinnati. I, I, what would I need to bet Cincy? I don't even think I would take 10 and a half with the Bengals. I mean, I would maybe have to if that were going to be the number. But I mean, like, we ain't getting there. It's Jacksonville or nothing. Different ways to play the Jaguars for me. Yeah. 
I totally agree with the teaser. Like, total no agreement, uh, no disagreement there whatsoever. Um, so I totally agree with you on that. Uh, laying the eight and a half versus not betting the game is kind of an interesting conversation. I I always I kind of always thought this was going to be like a seven and a half to nine and a half game. Your argument for laying the Jags though is like, let's be honest. Like, the more we see of Jake Browning, maybe the more we're going to be like actually this is awful actually this is like really 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 bad so um and we haven't seen it enough yet i guess to to make that distinction and that's why this number isn't 10 and a half and isn't 13 or whatever so maybe it's like well we have so little jake browning they're still getting some credit maybe that's kind of like the argument but i'm with you like i'm never betting cincinnati i'm never like finding any ways to play them tease jacksonville or tease and lay i think you gotta have it right Jake Browning stinks. Bengals' defense isn't very good. Trevor Lawrence, back-to-back, really good game, showing that he might be hashtag back. Jaguars are nothing. Jaguars, Caesars, I'll lay the Jaguars in the game as well. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql. We'll start the final hour, a conversation with Barstool Big Cat, our good friend, Dan Katz. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network.